0: And this is Portland's Afternoon News here on FM News 101 KXL. Thank you so much for making this part of your Thursday. I'm Jim Ferretti in for Tim Lance. The need is dire and medical supplies right now are making their way from Oregon to Ukraine. KXL's Rosemary Reynolds has our story. I went back to visit with Alla Chumakov at the insurance office where she works in Vancouver. She was thrilled to tell me thousands of medical supplies have left for Ukraine. Had a whole full trailer fill up, uh, so that was amazing. There was a plane that already left from Portland. And another will get packed up with boxes and boxes of more supplies next week. I think it's everything. It's, it's people went just to even uh, Walgreens and bought things and brought things because that's all we can do to help. Rosemary Reynolds, FM News 101. Well, today also marks a major COVID 19 milestone in Multnomah County. KXL's Grand MacKill is following that story. It was two years ago today that public health officer Dr. Jennifer Vines confirmed the very first case in the county. I can share this is a man in the 55 to 74 year old age range hospitalized at the VA hospital. Since that day, more than 111,000 county residents have tested positive, and almost 1,100 have died with the virus. To honor everyone impacted during these last two years, the county tonight will hold a moment of silence and then employees will walk across the Hawthorne Bridge and the Morrison Bridge will be lit in blue until Monday. That's because Monday marks the two year anniversary of the very first virus related death in the county. Grant Hill, FM News 101. And the Blues Fest is back this year. Tickets are now on sale for Portland's 35th Waterfront Blues Festival. The event runs from July 1st to the 4th. Currently, only 4-day passes being sold. Single-day packages will be sold in June. There's going to be more than 100 performers with about half of them from the Northwest region. Festival director Christina Fuller says she believes this will mark a turning point in the pandemic recovery but it also feels like a really important time to invest in in our city and the recovery and you know moving forward after two years of pandemic to add life and energy and put traffic back to downtown portland she says they are holding off on announcing any covid restrictions until a month out from the event as they know that things can change rather quickly It is now 4.05. An accused Northwest burglar is being called the bouldering bandit. That's because, as Brett Recamp reports, he seems to have the ability to squeeze his way into about anywhere. Video appears to show how he knocks out a small transom of glass and simply snakes his way on in. Yes, he's pretty thin and strong and limber, almost like a rock climber, or in this case, a bouldering bandit. This is our... Patchwork. He got in there so smoothly, except when he got his leg caught on the glass panel, which was hilarious. Everett Washington improv shop owner Brittany Barber tells Cairo TV she's the one who gave the bouldering bandit his nickname. But the crimes he's accused of are no joke. Breaking into at least 16 businesses by smashing a window, no matter how small, then stealing things. He may be talented, but police think he might not be the sharpest. They say they picked him up after noticing him around town wearing the exact same tucked-in hoodie seen in the surveillance videos. Brett Recamp, FM News 101. Finding out today that Rip City himself, Mr. Bill Shonley, is retiring. Rip City! The Shons has stayed active in the Trailblazers organization as an ambassador since his 28-year stint as the team's play-by-play announcer. He's going to retire when his contract ends this summer. Shanley, who turns 93 in June, is the last remaining member of the original crew from Portland's debut season, in 1970. Washington lawmakers have included money to fix the I-5 bridge at the Oregon border in its transportation funding package. KXL's Zachary Barnes reports this is a major turning point As there has been issues with this project in the past. The bridge is more than a century old and has some experts concerned it could collapse during a major earthquake. Washington lawmakers are setting aside $1 billion for the project. This comes after a dramatic falling out between the two states in 2013 when lawmakers in the Evergreen State said they would not pass funding to fix the bridge. Replacing the bridge has an estimated price tag between 3.2 billion and 4.8 billion dollars and the federal government is expected to help fund part of the project. The Oregon lawmakers still have to figure out where the money will come from to fund its part of the bridge. More than 143,000 vehicles cross the bridge daily. Zachary Barnes, FM News 101. Coming up on FM News 101, we're going to take a look at your drive at 417. But just before that, we're going to talk about a traffic report that was steered the wrong way. Then, it's the five things you need to know today 419. Four teenagers accused in a deadly shooting in Iowa are being held on $1 million bond. And we'll have the latest on the conflict in Ukraine. Stay connected to Portland's Afternoon News on FM News 101 KXL. And welcome back to Portland's Afternoon News here on FM News 101 KXL. Hi there, I'm Jim Ferretti in for Tim Lance. Jeff Austin, you're joining me now. It's no secret around here that you got your traffic reporting career started in Texas and Oklahoma years ago, right? That is correct. All right. So I got to ask you then, did this ever happen to you? We have breaking news to tell you about. We've got Sky Fox overhead with, uh, uh, is this a cow on the roadway? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And <laughs> So it's just one cow? Yeah. Well, the, no, the funny no. thing is, is it's just one cow and this report's not from Texas or Oklahoma. It's actually from California. Uh, And the best part about all of this is how the traffic reporter from Fox 11 handled it. Cow on the roadway. That is right. I've got no beef with this story. I can tell you that, Bobby. (laughs) You can hear the anchor there saying, oh, Lord, uh, when the pun flies. But sadly... You know, anchors, they just can't leave well enough alone. Couldn't they just tell them, Stu, to move off the freeway? Just move to the shoulder, move to the right? I don't know. I I know. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, how does this stuff happen? It's one of those ones they are trying to steer it to safety. I mean, we could go on. You you started it. Yeah. No, they shouldn't go on. Oh, man. I've seen overturned cattle 18-wheelers with cows all over the freeway. Now, that's sad, though. Uh, well, it is. You know, all right. It, well, uh, but you know, it, it happens. <laughs> this all happened on the 210 freeway in the San Fernando Valley yesterday. The cow is okay, unlike the cows Jeff just talking about. The anchor and traffic reporter, however, they are still thinking they are funny. I don't think they are. I do. (laughs) Maybe they should move over, too. Number five. Four teenagers accused in a deadly shooting outside of Des Moines, Iowa, high school are being held on over a million dollars bail. Two other suspects will be charged in juvenile court. All six are charged with first degree murder and two counts of attempted murder. Number four. Air travelers are going to need to continue wearing masks until at least April 18th. The order that was set to expire later this month also covers public transportation. The White House says the CDC will work with government agencies to help craft a, quote, revised policy framework when the mask rules can be lifted. Number three. United Airlines is allowing unvaccinated employees to return to work before the end of the month. The airline told staff a sharp fall in COVID-19 cases is the reason. Back in August, United started requiring all of its U.S. employees to be vaccinated. United said that more than 96% of its workers complied with that mandate. Number two. Major League Baseball lockout is over. The Owners and Players Association have reached a deal for a new collective bargaining agreement. Opening day now starting one week late on April 7th. The first week of lost games will be made up during the season to complete a full 162-game schedule. Number one. The U.S. ambassador to the United Nations says Russian attacks on the Ukrainian civilians are war crimes. Linda Thomas-Greenfield told the BBC Russia's actions can't be justified in any way whatsoever. She added that the U.S. is working with the international community to document Russia's crimes against the Ukrainian people. And those are the five things you need to know today.